Welcome to Your Health Guide, your how-to prescription for better health, translating cutting-edge research for your everyday life. Join naturopath and health educator Lawrence Katsaris for practical tips and insights to help you on your wellness journey. Thanks for joining me again on Your Health Guide. I'm Lawrence Katsaris and have naturopath and researcher Asha Bleachmore with me once again where we continue our discussions around factors that affect female hormonal conditions. In this episode, Asher explains how components of a woman's general health can directly impact her hormone levels. Asher relates it to the orchestra and different elements of the band that need fine-tuning to make sure that all the hormones are playing in harmony. Asher mentions how inflammation, digestive health and stress, just to name a few, can impact hormonal conditions. The signs and symptoms that can indicate these general health factors may be an issue and how by working with a practitioner can address these underlying factors that could be worsening or contributing to your hormonal complaint. I think it's a great conversation around the interconnectedness around hormones and our general health and why improving our hormonal health rarely involves just addressing the hormones. I hope you find it equally as interesting. Asher, in the previous episode, you talked about how a woman's general health can affect her hormonal health, and you mentioned a couple of particular factors of how, you know, what that could be. So you talked about inflammation, digestive health, uh, body composition or body fat, toxicity, stress, and diet and lifestyle. Can you walk us through how that can actually affect her hormone levels and produce symptoms and affect her menstrual cycle? Yeah, sure. So all of these factors um, can play a really big impact in the overall health um, of a woman and they can directly impact the level of hormones or the menstrual cycle, um, but they can also contribute to the symptoms that are associated with the dysregulated, dysregulated cycle um, or female hormone conditions. So a really key example of this would be inflammation. So inflammation is a natural um, response by the body, part of our immune system, to basically deal with any threat. But unfortunately, um, there can be, for a lot of different reasons, this can become um, an ongoing low-grade problem that can then drive other issues within the body. So here we're talking about how this relates to female hormone conditions. And this can, we mentioned it in the last episode, this can actually directly affect the level of hormones within the body. So with the circulating levels, levels of hormones, it can create that um, conversion from the different forms of estrogen, the weaker estrogens to the stronger estrogens. Uh, and it can also affect it at a tissue level. But inflammation can also drive a lot of the um, symptoms. So things like the pain and growth associated with endometriosis and fibroids. And it's interestingly um, been associated with a worsening of symptoms in premenstrual syndrome as well, particularly um, mood disorders, um, things like stress, anxiety, depression also. Right. Okay. So in terms of, I want to come back and talk about when you're talking about inflammation, what exactly are you meaning by that? But just, I guess, recapping of what we talked about last episode, you know, you're saying there how inflammation can affect the localized levels because last episode you were talking about how estrogen can be produced in local tissues. And as you're saying now, it can be locally and systemically that inflammation could affect that. So inflammation could almost upregulate and make the body produce more estrogen in particular tissue that could then make her produce some of the symptoms that you might start to see yes. and the conditions. Um, yep. And 
with regards to the inflammation then when you're saying inflammation like what do you mean how would a woman are we talking like inflammation in the pelvic cavity that's not that's not exactly it is it it's more generalized inflammation as well yeah in some cases it can be localized inflammation but in a lot of cases it's more um, low levels of inflammation that happens throughout the body that can cause different um, issues for different people essentially so for some people that could lead to things like back pain or headaches whereas for other people it can be worsening of things like allergies and skin conditions or it could be worsening of um, things like endometriosis and uh, pain and often um, it's more of a reaction of the immune system in a response to a whole range of different things so it can be caused by thing can be worsened by things like stress or um, high amounts of fat mass or an imbalance with our digestive health or diet and lifestyle factors it's more of the um, body's response to something that then drives the um, ongoing issues so those factors that you're talking about that's affecting her general health essentially a lot of the ways that some of them will work will be via an inflammation process correct and then that affects her hormonal levels yes now, I know that you've got a really good analogy about how you explain a lot of this in terms of the inflammation and the other contributing factors of how that creates the harmony in you know, her hormonal balance. Would you mind just sharing that with us about you know, how these factors all come together to create balance or how they can fall apart and create hormonal disturbances? Yeah, sure. So essentially we look at, we've spoken about the fluctuations and the changes that become this balance of hormones and um, changes of uh, physiology that we see as the menstrual cycle and as female health and we kind of think of um, when things are all in balance or all in harmony then everything is great but often this this is not what we see for a lot of women we see this disharmony or this imbalance and it's not just a matter of as we spoke about last episode estrogen or progesterone being slightly um, out of where it should be there's actually a whole collection of um, different components that come together to create this harmony so we can think of this almost like an orchestra where we have different different band members um, playing their different instruments that all need to come together in balance and in harmony to create this overall symphony that we see as this female hormone health. And any one of these band members can actually become a bit out of balance or a bit out of tune and we can start to maybe notice small signs of this or it can start to be a lot more glaringly obvious depending on how many players are out of balance or where that's actually presenting as far as signs and symptoms are concerned. So when we're talking about things out of balance, I'm talking about things like um, significant mood changes before um, the menstrual period or really heavy and painful periods or um, migraines before the periods or even things like not having a period at all can be, you know, a pretty good sign that there's some things um, out of balance. So linking that then to what you're talking about with inflammation, because I love this analogy, it's almost like saying that that song, that harmony will start to sound a little bit wrong. And so if someone's got, uh, if she has a problems with low-grade constant inflammation, you're saying it's almost like the brass section is a little bit out of tune and that the way that we need to address getting all of this back in tune is, sure, working with the hormones and what you were talking about in previous episodes, but also by dealing with helping the brass you know, and dealing with that inflammation aspect. Is that, that's, that's, am I tying that together fine? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we can kind of think about our um, sex hormones or our female hormones, the estrogen and the progesterone, almost kind of like the drums. 
So they might have this different kind of percussion that sets the tone. And a lot of people might be only thinking about if that goes out of balance, that they're, they're the kind of sounds or they're the kind of markers that we're that we're looking for but a whole range of things um, instruments can go out of balance just like a whole lot of different factors can be contributing to this disharmony that we see in these conditions and what um, what I'm really trying to uh, explain is that each of these different factors are going to cause they're going to look differently they're going to appear differently they're going to cause different things and each of them need to be addressed uh, to, to really get everything back into balance not just looking at the single um, elevated estrogen or maybe low progesterone or essentially testosterone could be an issue uh, for some women. So looking at the band as a whole or looking at her as a whole and as an individual Mm -hmm. and what's happening for her, what's going on in her general health and then addressing all those different sections of the band and going, okay, well, maybe your hormones are out. We're going to notice that as when you're saying like the percussion's out, it's going to be really obvious that there's something going wrong in that song and it's going to be really obvious in her signs of symptoms when something's going wrong with her hormones but getting all this back into harmony isn't just about dealing with those hormones you're saying it's about dealing with all those sections Mm -hmm. so you've talked about inflammation what are the other factors we need to be considering yeah so a big one that links back in with inflammation is our digestive health so our um, digestive health can impact our hormone levels in or our female hormone health in a number of different ways the bugs that live within our digestive tract known as the microbiome are actually um, interestingly involved in the metabolism or the regulation of circulating levels of estrogen so if we have um, an imbalance of the bacteria within our gut or we don't have great gut health that can um, specifically or directly influence the level of estrogen that we spoke about last time as you know being one of the main driving factors in a lot of these conditions but it's not just um, the our gut health or our digestive health that's having an impact on uh, the hormone levels themselves, they can actually be linked to a lot of these conditions as well. So uh, a really good example of this um, can be with endometriosis. So endometriosis is often associated with significant pain and inflammation within the pelvic cavity. And if we have a think about the human body, we've got the pelvic, you know, all of our reproductive organs and our digestive organs sitting essentially right next to each other. Mm. So inflammation within the digestive tract, whether that's because of food intolerances or, you know, whatever might be causing an issue with um, that's disrupting um, digestive health, can then also be leading to inflammation within the reproductive area and vice versa so commonly we'll see women with endometriosis and pain will often present with things like um, IBS kind of symptoms or you know could present with constipation and uh, when you actually think about the human body and how interconnected everything is that starts to make a lot of sense definitely and then isn't it fascinating when you look at those studies and they show that those women with IBS and endometriosis and then they put them on particular diets to be Uh, helping with that IBS those with the endometriosis seem to respond better from those diets so even though all the women have IBS it's that collective disruption in that gut microbiome that's driving the IBS and the microbiome those women sorry the IBS and the endometriosis those women tend to get better results isn't it Mm. so it's fascinating it's just that interconnectedness now you're saying that the gut microbiome, so that bacteria that lives within our digestive system, that is specifically involved in metabolizing those estrogens because you mentioned previously in, in other episodes about how we've got three different types of estrogen. And so 
if a woman has a disruption to her gut microbiome and so to her gut health, which could happen if she's eating a poor diet, could happen from taking antibiotics, certain medications. Interestingly enough, the pill also disrupts that gut microbiome. That will change the type of bacteria that's living in that digestive system and functioning in that digestive system. That will then change how effectively she can metabolise, convert her estrogen. So that will affect the health of her her hormone profile. Absolutely. Fascinating, isn't it? So digestive health has to be considered, needs mm-hmm. to be addressed. What are some of the hallmark symptoms that you might start to see? Like you've talked about, you know, they might have IBS symptoms, so maybe bloating, um, pain, cramping. What are other hallmarks that you might start to see in terms of clinical symptoms that you'd suspect mm, maybe digestive health is a contributing factor to their hormonal health? Yeah. So it would probably be, like you mentioned, things like bloating. Um, it could be constipation or diarrhea, um, food sensitivities as well. So um, where people might eat certain foods and react to them could also be um, part of the picture. Uh, anything else that's, that can be a sign that maybe our digestive system isn't as healthy as, as what it should be. And it's often um, interesting that these not only present together, so often women will experience both, but that can also cause some challenges when it comes to identification because a lot of times if people, uh, if women particularly are getting um, menstrual-related pain or around their period but they're also getting digestive-related pain and bloating, then um, sometimes it can take a bit longer for um, doctors to essentially work out why, what's causing this pain because you've got pain in a similar area that's caused by by different things so that can um it makes sense they often occur together but that can add to further complications as far as getting um, relief of these symptoms for a lot of these women so really just reiterating the importance about making sure that you're consulting with a qualified healthcare practitioner to be investigating these symptoms don't just be assuming oh i've just got some gut issues and you know that could be IBS, if that's coinciding with some of those signs and symptoms that you were seeing, uh, that, sorry, that you were talking about with regarding to your menstrual cycle, making sure you're speaking to someone about that and then also making sure you're working with a holistic uh, healthcare practitioner that can start to join some of these dots together and be looking at that orchestra as a whole, right? Mm. Now, you mentioned allergies there. I know there's some interesting findings about them almost being another aspect of that immune aspect of the the band like can you expand upon that please yeah absolutely so there's some newer information um, coming out about a certain particular immune cells called mast cells within the body and how these might be linked to um, specific female hormone conditions so um, mast cells are involved in our allergy type reactions so these often um, would be presenting with Uh, allergy type symptoms food intolerances as I said but things like hay fever or eczema or um, those other type of allergy related symptoms and newer research is actually linking these to um, inflammatory uh, inflammation and pain related to endometriosis and the worsening um, of those symptoms but interestingly they're also being linked to things like um, menstrual migraines and headaches and what they're finding is these um, cells that are part of our immune system actually have receptors for both progesterone and estrogen so as we get fluctuations with our hormones they then um, 
cause a reaction within our mast cells, which are part of our immune system, which can then drive certain symptoms. And that can be the link between how fluctuations in our hormones can then drive things like um, migraines, which can happen for some women around ovulation or around um, their period as well. So um, pretty interesting how it all comes together. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's so interconnected and you're really kind of pulling that together to help us understand oh, now I can understand why my allergies or headaches might start to get worse if they're worsening around the cycle. And it just makes me think also about Joanne McNeil was talking in um, some other episodes where we were talking around the allergies and she was also talking around the mast cells and you're kind of just putting the different dimension to that about how that immune system is then also tying in with our reproductive and hormonal systems as well there. So it just really kind of reiterates how it keeps coming back to the gut. Like it's the health of that gut health, which is then influencing some of our hormone levels, the health of our gut and our digestive health that's also influencing our immune set points. And, you know, I guess why that's almost like a really big component of this band, isn't it? Mm. Now, another huge component of the band is, of course, stress. Mm. So how how does stress kind of fit into this picture of uh, hormonal disharmony? Yeah, absolutely. So stress is an interesting one because it can work in a whole range of different ways. And I think it just is... Um, unfortunately a pretty common part of our everyday lives that um, we have almost think like we've adapted to it and it can have um, some implications on our regulation of our hormones Uh, as I mentioned previously high levels of stress whether that be physical stress or emotional stress can actually cause someone to skip a period or not ovulate for that cycle and actually disrupt um, the menstrual period itself but it can also um, be worsened by um, a number of these conditions as well so uh, again when we're talking about stress and premenstrual symptoms a lot of those symptoms are often stress-related symptoms as well so things like anxiety insomnia um, weepiness irritability anger and if um, in women that find that they might have lower amounts of those throughout the throughout their menstrual cycle and they can cope with it but as that change in hormone levels then really ramps up their nervous system and their stress response all of a sudden those little bits of stress can cause this big um, meltdown that can um, sometimes happen for some women around their periods as well Mm. so really functioning as that as that conductor there and as what's I guess controlling some of the whole harmony and mm. then affected by what each of those are doing and feeding back into the, the stress system as yeah, well. Yeah absolutely there's that two, two-way direction between how stress can affect the hormones but often how these female hormone conditions are often associated with stress um, and mood disorders and how those symptoms like pain related to a, even just premenstrual pain but also endometrial pain or heavy periods or um, even polycystic ovaries have been associated with a higher amount um, or higher incidence and things like anxiety, low mood uh, and those types of things too. So rarely when a woman presents with a hormonal condition is it just hormonal like yeah. it's not just the songs made up with more than just the percussion mm. to stick with your analogy there and making sure that someone can assess that and be treating those accordingly and again I guess this is the importance about making sure you're working with a holistic qualified healthcare practitioner to really assess what's going on in your body where is it that that harmony is a little bit out of 
out of tune and you know you've touched on some of those with the inflammation the digestive health the immune health the stress you know you've talked previously about how you know body fat or body composition can be impacting that that can help to change our our digestive health that can also then be changing our inflammation set point as well and of course diet and lifestyle feeding into to all of those so that gives us a really good understanding about the interconnectedness of it, Asher, and helps highlight why those need to be assessed and treated accordingly for long-term resolution of hormonal conditions and why a woman shouldn't just be assuming, well, I'm on the pill or you know, I've done this surgical intervention or this medication and thinking that that will get it under control because there's more to the complexity of it than just dealing with the hormones. Absolutely. So thank you so much for your time again, Asher. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Your Health Guide. Any resources or links discussed in the episode can be found at metagenics.com.au. To help you continue on your health journey, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you found this episode useful, please rate and review us. If you have any questions about how this information could relate to your health condition, please go and speak to your natural healthcare practitioner who can provide you with specific advice for your health needs.